Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry, and I'm welcoming you in to a very special episode. Why is it special, you ask? Well, that's because the Big Ten finally came to a decision in regards to what it plans to do for this fall season, and they have decided to postpone the college football season in the fall with the hopes of pushing it out to the spring season. We've seen this with the MAC conference, the first conference within within D1, to take this route of postponing college football in the fall, and they are hopeful to get it back in the springtime. But the Big Ten is the first of the Power Five conferences to make a similar decision, and that announcement came on Tuesday. By the time you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be late Tuesday, maybe even early Wednesday, but I wanted to hop on the mic to share my initial reaction and my initial thoughts to the decision by the Big Ten. And so before I begin here, I do have a statement from Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren in regards to the decision that the conference made, the presidents and the chancellors who voted on Tuesday to postpone all fall sports, including football. And they have the hopes of playing in the spring, but of course, we're living in uncertain times right now with this pandemic. So those plans will be TBD, or the lack of planning will be TBD for the springtime. And so the the statement from Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is as follows, and I state, The mental and physical health and welfare of our student-athletes has been at the center of every decision we have made regarding the ability to proceed forward. As time progressed and after hours of discussion with our Big Ten Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee, it became abundantly clear that there was too much uncertainty regarding potential medical risks to allow our student-athletes to compete this fall. The Big Ten commissioner goes on to say, We know how significant the student-athlete experience can be in shaping the future of the talented young women and men who compete in the Big Ten Conference. Although that knowledge made this a painstaking decision, it did not make it difficult. While I know our decision today will be disappointing in many ways for our thousands of student-athletes and their families, I am heartened and inspired by their resilience, their insightful and discerning thoughts, and their participation through our conversations to this point. Everyone associated with the Big Ten Conference and its member institutions is committed to getting everyone back to competition as soon as it is safe to do so, end quote. So apparently, allegedly, there were reports and rumors that the Big Ten presidents had a meeting on Saturday, and they were ready to cancel the fall sports season at that point. But they did want to kind of feel out what the other commissioners would do at the other Power Five conferences. Every indication that I've heard, just rumors and speculation, was that the Pac-12 was going to follow suit with the Big Ten and postpone action for this season. I've heard that the ACC uh, and even the SEC were going to resume play this season in the fall and just today on ESPN.com there was a report that was released from Dr. Cameron Wolf 
a Duke infectious disease specialist, told Sports Business Daily that doctors have learned enough over the past six months to manage the risk. And there's a direct quote from Dr. Wolf, and it goes as follows. We believe that we can mitigate it down to a level that makes everyone safe. Can we safely have two teams meet on the field? I would say yes. Will it be tough? Yes. Will it be expensive and hard and lots of work? For sure. But I do believe you can sufficiently mitigate the risk of bringing COVID onto the football field or into the training room at a level that's no different than living as a student on campus, end quote. So right now, all indications are still looking as a go and the status is green for the ACC, who has an 11-game league schedule to begin on the weekend of September 12th. And 10 of those games are going to be in conference this football season, which also includes Notre Dame and one non-conference game. So the ACC is continuing on right now. Uh, as, as of the time that I'm recording this podcast, the ACC and the other conferences are still headed for fall football this season. The SEC, I think I saw reports that they were still going to proceed with the season. Or maybe I should clarify, I haven't heard that they were considering to not have a fall season. And to be honest, I'm really interested to see what these other conferences will do. The Big Ten in many ways set the standard within college football by deciding to go with a conference-only format. And then we saw the Pac-12 follow suit, followed by the ACC and then the SEC. So the Big Ten seems to be a leader in that regard. We've already seen that the D2 and D3 uh, leagues and conferences have decided to forego a fall season. So it really is a matter of choice for the conferences within D1 if they're going to continue on with the season or if they're going to just cancel outright. I think the Mountain West canceled its season for the fall. Uh, you know, we've seen some other teams decide to, to cancel their season for the fall, including UConn, which I believe was the first D1 program to, to, to do that. And then I think just today, UMass decided it would forego a fall season. So I think one by one, we're going to see the dominoes start to fall. For the MAC conference to make their decision to not have a fall season, you can see it from a financial perspective. Many of their games this season, or a, a handful of games this season, were going to be against the Big Ten. And so having that revenue is is good for your conference. And then having it end with the Big Ten deciding to go to a conference-only format, it makes sense from a financial standpoint why you wouldn't want to play football right now because you're not going to be making that revenue back. And so I think there's an added bonus that, oh, there's a pandemic going on. So we certainly shouldn't play because of that, but I don't know if that was a driving force or the driving factor for the max decision to forego a fall season. If you've been listening to my podcast since like April, you know where I've I've stood on this issue. You know where I stand. I personally feel that it's not safe to play football right now during a pandemic. And there are other reasons aside from just contracting the virus and, and dying. That's the worst case scenario. But there's a real risk out there that these athletes who are in tip-top shape, tip-top condition, they, they'll probably be fine. Like if we're being real, if we're keeping it a bean, the athletes will probably be okay. 
but they could be carriers for the virus and they could spread the virus to other students. They could spread the virus to staff on the football program. They could spread it to their parents, to their family, to the communities. And so there's a real risk there that if we don't have a bubble in place for football, this virus is going to break out into many hotspots on campuses and universities all across the country. So, you know, my heart says, my heart loves football. I love college football. And I hope you don't question that if you've been listening to this podcast. But it's not safe to play college football without the athletes being in a bubble. And in order for the athletes to be in a bubble, the NCAA, these universities, these conferences need to acknowledge and recognize and admit that these college football players are not regular students. These college football players, in many ways, are athletes. They are employees. And so they have a a higher standard. They have a a strict uh, regimen. They don't have the typical experience like other college students have. You know, these these college football athletes are, are... Revenue generating uh, athletes, they, they, you know, they're unpaid, they're amateur athletes, but they generate a lot of money, millions of dollars for college football programs. I think we saw that the average uh, revenue that teams generate each year is like $30 million for, for an average college football program. That's, that, that's the average revenue that is generated from a college football season. So these these kids are big business to these universities. These kids are employees of the universities. And I think it's time that we just acknowledge that and move on. But the fact that we're not going to acknowledge that these are are tip-top athletes, superior athletes that are employees of these universities, I think is wrong because you're giving the wrong impression. Sure, everyone wants college football back. These players want to play. We've seen the we want to play hashtag. You know, we've seen athletes speak out about it, but there needs to be an admission that these athletes are employees. And the sooner that you do that, the sooner we can create this bubble. And the sooner you can get this bread. Certainly no fans will be in the stands, but you can still get money from the TV contracts. I mean, that's what matters, right? Because we're not, it doesn't seem like we were concerned about their health and safety, but that as soon as the players started speaking out saying that they want to play, and then they put out a list of demands. We saw the Pac-12 do that. And then we saw the we want to play hashtag really pick up some steam. And then we saw the Big Ten and we saw some other conferences come out with a unified statement for why we want to play and what needs to happen for us to play. And I'll, I'll read you that real quick here. So in the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, and Big 12, we are united we want to play. Those are hashtags that are out there right now. And the demands are as follows. We all want to play football this season. So establish universal mandated health and safety procedures and protocols to protect college athletes against COVID-19 among all conferences throughout the NCAA. Give players the opportunity to opt out and respect the decision. Guarantee eligibility whether a player chooses to play the season or not. Use our voices to establish open communication and trust between players and officials. Ultimately, create a college football players association. Representative of the players of all Power 5 conferences will be included in that. So that that was something that we've seen circulating on 
Instagram and on uh, on Twitter mainly the we want to play hashtag. And so the players are saying, let's do this. We, we really want to do this. We want to play. And I think that caused some conflict and some some of the issues that we're seeing or we had seen with the decision to postpone right now. Because I think had the players not done this and had there not been any sort of movement from the players regarding their safety primarily, like their safety is the utmost biggest consideration for these demands. We saw the Pac-12 had like a huge list. And I say huge, but it, it wasn't that big. But they had a list of demands that included financial demands. But we've seen this refined list from the Power Five conferences, which really focuses on the COVID-19 and making sure the players are safe and creating a new union, which is the most important thing. And so once the players started to use their power that they have, I think it, it created a, a really tough and difficult situation for these chancellors, for these ADs that they want to play, but they want to make sure that they stay safe. And what are we going to do about that? They want a union and they're not going to play if they're, unless there is a union. And we saw that most specifically with the PAC 12. I think it, it didn't make the decision to play easy. And so you have to factor in COVID. You have to factor in these players unionizing or trying to come together as something that the NCAA and certainly these conferences don't want to have to, try and answer so some folks think that the conferences may punt the fall season away to the spring in the hopes that they can come together and and strategize and figure out a way to make this happen and who knows maybe even allow the players to get in on the action meaning the revenue and and making sure that the players have a voice and that they're they have a seat at the table when decisions are made regarding uh, programs and and regarding their well-being and, and regarding their eligibility you know, these players aren't making it easy. And so I think because of the players and because they say they want to play, I think it put a lot of pressure on the conferences. And we've seen with the Big Ten, they just decided to scrap the season in the fall, which I find pretty ironic because the Big Ten just released its schedule. What, like last week? Was it a week ago? Not even that they released their, their schedule for the upcoming fall season and Seven days later, they're just going to outright scrap it. So, you know, the response on Twitter has been varied for sure. I can read you some tweets right now, some live tweets of some of the response to it. I can tell you that, you know, the folks that I follow in college football, I mean, it's been all day. The response to this has been, it's just been crazy. These last 48, 72 hours has been nuts. And I've tried to stay off of it for the most part. But the response from the fans has been crazy. So we have one tweet here. Skip to winter. Cancel foliage. The fall burnt wood smell. Sweaters and pumpkins. None of it is worth it without college football. Kurt Herbstreet said something on here. I think right now, like a lot of college football fans, just kind of devastated by the news. Reggie Bush. If college football made $0, would there still be a debate on whether a season should happen or not? Nope. They would just have they would have shut it down a long time ago. Players understand their value now, so putting their health at risk (parentheses COVID) doesn't seem as as attractive anymore. I'm trying to find some of the the really interesting tweets. Uh, here's another one. My dad worked at my dad worked for the universities of Indiana and Minnesota. I went to a Big Ten school. I live in Chicago, a 10 minute train ride from Northwestern. This fall is going to feel bleeping weird. 
spring football won't happen. We won't get to watch Buckeye football till September 2021. This sucks. I guess breaking news as I'm reporting this, the Pac-12 has canceled fall football season. That that just broke. I mean, if you if you follow college football, if you fo- hashtag that, I mean, you're going to see a lot of crazy responses, a lot of uh, a lot of people that are hurt. Arguably, I mean, if you're a college football fan. This is not this is not good news, and I'm not. I'm not happy that we are canceling fall football. I would have wished five months ago that a plan would have been put in place to maybe put these kids in a bubble uh, like the NBA has done. And in many ways, the NBA has been a leader because the NBA was the first league to postpone action and then everyone followed suit. Now the NBA has put their players in a bubble and I don't believe there has been any positive cases while action has been uh, taking place here. But... It's it is going to be it's going to be very interesting not having college football this fall. I love college football. I'm sure you do too if you're listening to this podcast. I, I just wish the commissioners, I wish the ads, I wish the NCAA could have come together five months ago to figure out how they were going to do this. A bubble could work. You just need to admit that these players are employees and pay these kids or give them a union. I just, I, it just didn't seem right morally that these players were just going to go back out there, risk getting COVID and spreading it to other people and maybe even infecting themselves. I mean, some of the, the side effects of COVID, some of the, um, some of the symptoms of COVID don't sound fun. They sound very frightening if I'm being honest. And so for me, that's enough for me to say, nope. Not, I don't want one person, I don't want one player to get this disease. We need to shut this down or we need to put them in a bubble to figure out how we mitigate this the spread. But, but no plans of that nature were ever released to the public or were ever announced. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that it didn't even exist. There was no plan. I am very proud of these athletes for speaking up and saying they want to play, but there's got to be a list of things that are, are done in order to ensure that they're safe and that they can retain their eligibility and that they can kind of come together as a union. If those those things can't be met right now, it doesn't make sense to play college football. And I, I think I also saw something on Twitter that there may be speculation that teams would go to other conferences to play, which seems kind of crazy, and I don't even know how that would be allowed. But it's just it's a shame that all these conferences weren't on the same page from the jump. I think just today I saw a tweet that Nebraska and Ohio State were practicing today while some of the other conferences weren't doing that. There, there was no uniformity there. Like some, some teams are practicing while others aren't. It just it didn't make sense. It didn't seem like anyone was on the same page. And I would hate to be Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren right now because he's taking some heat. And I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it from a lot of Ohio State fans in particular. They aren't happy with that decision. I think... There's a, a huge divide. Either you are for the kids playing now or you're not. And I think the people that are for them playing now aren't necessarily concerned with the player's safety. Uh, meaning putting these kids in a bubble, making sure that they mitigate the risk. I, I think there are a lot of people out there that honestly just want them to play football. They want their college football no matter what. We need it, sure. From uh, from the uh, just looking at the economy, you know, some of these universities need that revenue. And so I'm I, again, I'm not saying don't play college football in vain. 
I'm saying there's got to be some protocols in place to ensure that people are safe. And if, if those conditions can't be met, then we don't deserve college football. We don't deserve any sports right now if we can't figure this out. That's just my honest opinion. That's my take on that. And again, I just wanted to hop on here to share my initial thoughts and my initial reaction to the news. I'm sure I'll have more to say in the coming days. But I wanted to get on here and just record a podcast to share my thoughts on everything. It is sad that the season is not going to happen. And it, it sucks for the athletes that may not get a chance to play. Like some of those upperclassmen, those seniors that were getting ready for a fall season. They may not come back again. Because there's no guarantee that we'll even have a spring season. If, if we can't get this under control, if we don't have an act, actionable plan in place... There, there may not be a 2020 college football season. And then you also run the risk of the college football season ending right when the NFL combine, the NFL draft happens. So it's just a short turnaround time. It seems like a, a really good recipe for injury. And if you're a high-profile player, do you take that risk in playing in a spring season if your ultimate goal is the NFL? I, I don't know that I would do that personally. So apparently the... Pac-12 has joined the Big Ten in, in postponing action for the fall. We'll see if the other conferences will make a decision one way or the other or if they'll stay with the plan to play this fall. I'm really curious to see how that would be received if the ACC and the SEC are playing football and the other conferences have decided to postpone to the spring. Like, Does that make sense? I, I just think it has to be uniform across the board. But they have a great opportunity to to showcase, you know, their athletes, to, sh- to showcase their conference, and to probably get more revenue dollars if they are of a, only a handful of programs that are going to actually play football. I think it's going to be a domino effect, but we'll wait and see. You know, I, I don't have that information to speak confidently that all these other conferences are going to follow suit. But I just think that there's going to be. A few more conferences on the Power 5 level at least that decide to not play football. So we will see what will happen in the coming days and maybe even this weekend or in the next few weeks. But it is really interesting times. This is really uncharted territory. Never experienced something like this before. And so it's unfortunate that the season is is put on hold until the spring potentially. But hopefully they can use this time to figure out what the go forward plan will be for spring season so with that i want to thank you for listening to this podcast uh, and i will talk to you soon please take care please be safe wear a mask social distance wash your hands wash your feet and i will talk to you all very soon take care y'all and the sooner you can get this bread (laughs) thank you again for tuning into my cherry picking podcast If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickingsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.